0: Welcome to The Hungry Meeple, a podcast about making connections with friends and family through food, drinks, and games. In today's episode, we'll be playing Star Wars The Clone Wars, a cooperative game where we play as Jedi Generals in charge of the Clone Army. This game is set during the time of The Clone Wars between Episodes 2 and 3, and it uses the art from The Clone Wars series. Joining us today, we have Pete, Arlington, and Troy. And we'll just go around the table, i going to let you guys talk about your experience with Star Wars and how do you guys got into the hobby of board gaming, okay? So who wants to start?
1: All right, I'll go first. I'm Pete. Uh, I have like Star Wars all of my life. I'm kind of known in the board gaming group here in the harbor as kind of being the Star Wars guy. Um, And I got into board gaming 100% because of Ramon.
2: Uh, I'm Arlington. Um, I have been a Star Wars fan since day one. Return of the Jedi came out the same year I was born and Um, My dad introduced me as a kid, loved it my entire life, read a lot of the books, um, never really played the board games, was always more of a PC gamer, Um, so played all the old Dark Forces and X-Wing games. Um, As far as board games, certainly as a kid played Monopoly and Chess and Checkers and things like that, and and over time started playing more and more, and then I found this group and we uh, went crazy. And I'm Troy. Uh, I'm definitely not
3: the Star Wars guy but I've been a fan of Star Wars for most of my life uh, mostly the movies and some of the books. I haven't really played too many of the Star Wars board games but they always look fun when they hit the table I've been into board games my entire life. Some of the old classics like Monopoly and that but uh, always a few of the, the newer more unique games as well growing up and then when I became an adult realized that there's just a whole world of board games out there so I've been in in the modern board game hobby for probably about 10 years now. Um, It's it's been a blast.
0: Yeah. And I'm your host Ramon. Um, Just like everybody else, I think I grew up with Star Wars. I think we all grew up with Star Wars, right? I have this vivid memory of um, watching Star Wars on the BCR, a bootlegged copy that my mom recorded from the TV. And this in Spanish, right? Because I grew up in Puerto Rico. So I, I knew all the lines, of star wars in spanish <laughs> that's my claim to fame i guess um and as board games uh, as you guys know i've been playing for a long time more than more games about since 2001 and we decided to start this podcast to bring this group together and have this experience of you know the dinner party
2: so so how does uh how does may the force be with you sound in spanish
0: Que la fuerza te acompañe. <laughs> nice, nice, love it I know, right? It's cool Alright Like any dinner party, it's not complete without a drink And today, Pete is bringing us a drink
1: Alright, so the drink is called a Qui-Gon Gin Singer So it's gonna have gin in it um, And I went with this because we're playing the Clone Wars So I needed to find a drink that went with a Clone War era Jedi um, And who doesn't like some good gin? also some coffee in there for a little bit of a kick. Beautiful. Yes. And now
0: you are gonna go and prepare that for us?
1: I'm gonna do that, yeah Let's do it, All right.
0: I'm excited. Yeah, go for it. We're we doing this while we're recording? yes uh-huh. do it now. I mean you're you're not getting naked, right? No. Okay, good. <laughs> I mean there's no video anyways, but just in case. You need ice? Yeah. Uh, let me get you some ice. All right. Cheers everyone. Good job. All right, so tell us, what's in here?
1: All right, so in the Qui-Gon Gin Singer, it uh, is tonic water, gin, and cold brew coffee over uh, ice cubes with a little bit garnish of lemon. OK. okay. Yeah, it's very good.
2: It's
3: tasty. Yeah. Mm. Did you brew the coffee yourself?
0: Uh, my wife did. All right. Ah, but... Going the extra mile yes. with doing the cold brew. Right. Excellent. Well, thank you, Pete, for the drink. It is really good. Yes. Other than because it's Qui-Gon Gin and you wanted to go with the same period, what else?
1: That was basically
2: it. OK, I love it.
0: It's kind of part <laughs> <kind> of, <laughs> of it, yeah.
2: And it's, and it's an aviator gin, that's what you mm-hmm. said. Aviation? Yeah, yeah. Aviation, so it keeps in line with the pilots. Yeah,
0: that's true, yeah.
2: Um, in a case you couldn't quite tell, Pete is very much on the light side of the Force, as am I i prefer the gray side
0: i was gonna say yeah i know well feet. okay
2: you are <laughs> not a, you are not a dark cider in the sense of you're like they're all always exactly. some people not are always no. yeah me either
0: excellent all right guys so we have a drink and now we can move into table talk excellent In this portion of the podcast, we'll talk about board games, last game you played, or some game that you had in your mind, or some game experience. If you want to talk about anything else that you have in your your mind, that's fine. Okay. Anybody wants to start, or? Sure, I'll go. Go for it.
2: Uh, So yeah, just just last night, um, normally we, you know, try to have a Thursday night game night, but uh, obviously that's a little different on the first the first of the month. Uh, but my son and I, um, he really wanted to play and we haven't really had our Wednesday night game nights for a while. So we played a little bit of ink and gold and and another um, uh, Cards Against Maturity, which is a kid friendly version-ish of uh, Cards Against Humanity. Um, but then we played Sorry. Oh, Actually, there was also Headbands and then Sorry. And he decimated. The entire game decimated me and got down to sorry and like i won the first one and he was starting to get a little upset and then we got into the second one and he just crushed me and it was just it's just ridiculous a little nine-year-old and he can just take on anybody it's so crazy
1: oh i 100 percent understand that getting crushed by yeah children yeah i have a 12 year old that uh, crushes me in pretty much every game that we play um it's a lot of fun um so that's why the Last game that I played was I played terraforming Mars with myself <laughs> on my phone while I was sitting at swim practice. So
0: that's fine. Yeah. yeah.
1: Sometimes I got I, I didn't even win that either. I lost to oh. the AI. I'm not
3: sure if that's a measure
1: of his skill or just your. Yeah. Or a, you know. Well, we can go back to my last win where I uh, <laughs> won and distilled. Hey. That was fun. It was fun. Yeah, yeah, but that exactly. was the last win out of what, like six months? Pretty yeah. much, yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't get many wins. They're surprising when they yeah. happen. Every once in a while, I go on a streak. I haven't played
3: Distilled. I like the artwork. I haven't actually played
2: It's good. I haven't yeah. seen it. I haven't seen it. Very good.
1: You uh, are basically talking about making
0: drinks. Excellent. Yeah. yeah,
1: Sounds like my kind of game.
0: Yeah. That's good. No, I I play with Pete's kid, and I've lost as well. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. No, you just you don't play him. (laughs) It's it's kind of fun too exactly. It's it's kind of fun now that the kids are getting into that age where you can uh, have fun with them. Um, That's actually what what I wanted to talk about. So on the last pizza and board game day that we had Mm -hmm. back in Fredericksburg, my kid has always is obsessed with Among Us and he's oh, like, i yeah. want to play among us among us among us among us so it's like okay you know among us is based on a board game right uh it's it's based on mafia it's based on um yeah all of that all, all those hidden trader games have their roots in mafia um that became so popular right so anyway i pull out my game of choice for hidden trader which is the resistance i don't know have you played the resistance i don't remember if i, I have or not i think so I think yeah he- I know. I know I have. I, have. Right. Yeah. I know yeah. I have. I, yeah. Yeah. I think I, might you to tell me tell me I was the I think worst you... spy ever. I know, right?
2: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, oh, <laughs> you got, that sounds familiar. That yeah. was, well, <laughs> yeah.
3: Somebody, somebody's a team, a leader. They got to pick who's on their team, and then you got It's, it's kind of like Secret Hitler type. It was he's similar. Similar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you got okay. a couple people who are yeah. The, okay. Yeah. You
0: know, so I think I think we did. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Anyway, he really enjoyed it, and again, he's now he's seven. Yeah. And he's capable of playing this type of game and enjoy it. And actually got to play the traitor and fool me and everybody else in the table. Yeah. I honestly, I was like, yeah, Daniel goes on the team because I know he's not a traitor because I know he doesn't lie. Da, 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 da. <laughs> and then at the end of the game, there you go. I'm the traitor. So it's like Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, my son, he, uh, he wanted to play um, uh, Ticket to Ride the other day and and i i realized i think i only had ticket to ride europe um which obviously is more complex uh and it's not that he couldn't handle it but we hadn't played it for a while so i just just on the fly modified the rules to make it work and we just had a fun game and it was i actually attribute a lot of that comfortability of just modifying it and saying all right this is just how it's going to work and these are the rules to playing with you guys like because we're just, I'm always having to learn everything every single week, and all of a sudden, oh, all right, take out this, add this, and now we have a game. It no, was great. yeah. yeah. And he, had, he had a blast. Yeah. We both had a blast, yeah.
3: The, the other Ticket to Ride, the easier mm-hmm. ones like New York and I think London, they're both really good for kids, too. I mean, yeah. they are a little simpler, smaller, shorter, too, but I mean, the same basic concept, so they're good ways to get from the basic game into the, the real game. So uh, I mean that was it. It's just a good. Those are good ways to get into it because they're they are a little simpler. and You don't necessarily have to modify anything.
0: Yeah, I have the London. This was the first one. Or I, know, I think or? New
3: York was the first one. Oh, maybe that's the and one then I have London. The yeah, the and then Express. London. Yeah. So they're both good. They're smaller maps too. Mm-hmm. So they not necessarily take as long.
0: They're good. Take it
3: to Ride is Not a super long game, but it, it can still take a while. You can right.
0: I actually play? Last time we went to Orlando, we went to um, one of the parks and on the line we were for like an hour and a half and the only thing we did was just play Ticket to Ride on the phone with the kids. Oh wow, Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah. Well, that's that right there, like one of the best things I think that came out of the pandemic and the quarantine was the explosion of digital board games and just cooperative technology, um, I remember like the, in the early days of it, um, I'd gotten connected with the, the BGA folks and I was, I was signed up to become a developer and was, was going to, to work on stuff. And then I just kind of got busy. Um, but then also like among us, um, they had started crushing, being crushed under the weight of so many people. And, and I connected with the, with the lead developer on there cause he lived like 20 minutes from me. Um out in Seattle. And, uh, it was, uh, I was just like, Hey, how can I help you scale this software? Like this is what I do for a living. And and it was like, man, I would love to, but it's just, it's just my thing. And and it's too hard to do that right now. I was like, all right, cool. And they sorted it out. Now it's wildly popular, like unbelievably. So.
3: There've been a lot of board game apps for years and years and years. That's actually something I didn't think about now that the kids are getting older and, you know, having cell phones, being able to, Toss some of those on there too, so be like, hey, you know, take your turn when you when you get to use your phone, take your turn, and you mm-hmm. can play a game that way too. So they already, it's good for, I mean, they use it for chess
2: right now, but yeah. I can toss some of those other ones on there, I didn't even think about that yet, so I got my, a ha- good handful of them. My oldest boy plays Monopoly in chess uh, on the apps, and he just keeps running through and running through and yep. ranking up, and... There's like, a lot of board, I mean, mm-hmm.
3: a lot of board game ones are already apps, plus the websites too, but... You know, those are slightly different, at least a little bit easier to play sometimes on an app than on the website ones. But
0: Yeah, absolutely. Especially very fiddly games. I, yeah, um,
3: they do optimize them for their apps. Right. They're not necessarily optimized for mobile phones if you're playing through some of the websites. So. Right. That's a good point. Right.
0: And, and I, the, the art, so, something oh, yeah. like you were saying, right? It, I think it, uh, not too correct, Terraforming Mars is a really good example that, number one, it's somewhat of a fiddly game with all the cubes and the chaffling, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. And the app, it's wonderful. That takes care of all, all of that. But the art for the actual app looks amazing. That world, Pretty you can see yeah. right? Yeah.
3: I'm going to have to add some of those to their phones.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, go for it. So, Troy, do you want to say anything? Have you been playing anything? Because you, other than talking, you didn't say anything yourself.
3: Oh um, No, I mean, I haven't, I have been playing a lot of anything new in person. Uh, Looking forward to Marrakesh from the Feld Collection. Played a little bit of that at PAX last year? Yeah, Last year, yeah. I Played like a round or so, over half, yeah. No, we played the whole game. Well, most, yeah, we played the whole
0: game. We scored and everything at the end, yeah.
3: It was great, and I'm looking forward to playing it now that I own it. Um, no, I've been playing a lot of Roll to the Top. That's probably been the game have, right now. Right, that just right. it's a great little dice chucking, you know, rolling right game. It's just fun you know, using the dice, different different kinds of dice, add numbers together and build your write them in your box, boxes. Nothing it, it, nothing super fun. fancy, but it's just a lot of fun. Right, right. It, which, it is which fun. Which game was that again? Roll, roll to, to the, the, the top. top. It's just it. uh yeah, it's 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 online. I've got the original uh, release of it too, and every round you either add or subtract die depending on what happens but or add or subtract a physical dice Mm -hmm. and you roll them in the dice there's like one of each of the different types so you've got a d4 d6 d8 and you have to build from the bottom of your sheet up and the sheets have different pictures on them and squares that you're using but and you can add dice together because your numbers have to either be the same or increase as you put on top of something so it's trying to figure out, okay, do I, do I put this higher number over here? And I'm going to have to build on top of it later just to try to get an extra square in, or do I pass maybe on that high number and, and hope that I can get low numbers later. And so you kind of, it's just fun. Cause you know, you have to make those decisions and, uh, sometimes you get lucky and the dice are in your favor and you can build up a bunch and sometimes they're not. And you're like, well, I can't do a whole lot. And maybe the other person didn't go the same route. So now they're getting ahead. So it's just a fun, fun, easy little rolling, right?
0: Hmm. It is, and it is a competitive it, one, right, unlike other other some rolling rides that are either cooperative or solo that you're just rolling the numbers and writing by yourself. The fact that you are you're trying to fill your board faster than the other person, and if you go and take those higher numbers, then when the rolls come out lower, you cannot place those numbers, and then the other person is not, "That was
3: it, yeah." And if you see that someone else has higher numbers, maybe when you take a die away, you take one of the higher dies so you they have a worse chance of getting okay. something useful. Exactly. So you, You're not literally... It's not just focusing on... You a little bit of focusing on other people, too. It's just... It's fun. It's easy, have, too. Have have you it ever,
2: is. Have you ever heard of a game called 10,000? It's, it's a dice game where you play with six, six physical dice, like just the normal six-sided dice, and you're... I, I forget exactly how it is. It was, it's It been... Literally 20 years since I played it, but it was uh, um, a super easy dice game, and we used to play it at like campouts, with even a, sitting around a table of like 20 people. Um, and it's you you're trying to get to a score of 10,000, I think, or something. Um, there's some some scoring system with how it works, um, but it was really cool because you just have a little ziploc baggie of six dice, and you could play this game for hours, uh, and it was a lot of fun. I'll have to see if I can find the rules.
0: Sure, yeah. yeah.
2: Another game sounds similar, and I just can't remember what the name of it is. Mm. It might even be the
3: same game, just different names. Could be. They always yeah, do yeah. that. You right. know, it's, just, right. it's like uh, Peruto, Liar's Dice. Peruto, ah, there's another right. couple names for it. Everyone's got six die. You put them in a cup here. Right. And, but there's different names for it. So you like, oh, you ever played Peruto? And they're like, no, you know, let's just call it something different. It's been around for you know 100 years probably, and yeah. there's different people, different names. That was always either an opener or a closer for game nights well, before just because it's loud too
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah i don't think i've ever played liar dies really yeah hmm. yeah honestly. i've got
3: i've got a couple copies i'll have to bring one just uh
0: yeah absolutely for fun next time yeah, especially for the adult game night right that seems like a the type of, type of game for yeah, it's it.
3: pretty good for, i mean there's nothing really too fancy to it or, or complicated so it's no, kids have fun with it too exactly. but.
0: and drinking adults too
3: so. yeah a <laughs> <laughs> little bit a little bit of uh flying and pushing your luck in there. Exactly, yeah.
0: And sometimes it's good. While I really love the hobby board games and what we are doing here with this um, games that are a little bit more involved, etc., etc. some of these classics, you know, it's always good to go back to some of those classics. And, and they're classic for a reason as well. Yeah. Um, so,
3: Flyer Size kind of reminds me a little bit of, for Skull right, where you mm. you've got that, you don't know what other people have, so how many do you think you can find or are going to end up being there? Um, doesn't have the uh that the skull aspect of it where you get you know get taken, but if you don't get the right number, you still lose
2: one and then you have to do try to you're still bluffing with that how many you think you can get and it, it It's interesting you mentioned that um thinking back to the different types of games we play on the different game nights, and you know. We're all suckers for, like, a good medium or heavy game occasionally, Um, but the time commitment... Well, okay. Some
0: more than... Some more than others, (laughs) but, you know. All right.
2: All the time. They are huge time commitments, and they're fun, but if you notice, we also, like, cycling in between, like, while we're waiting for one game to finish or or whatnot... it's those little games like Skull and yeah, Go the Nuts fillers. for Donuts, those little fillers, yeah. and we'll play those for hours. Just we'll play those just as long as we play the heavy games, just because they're social and fun and engaging, and mm-hmm. it's 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 interesting uh, how that works. And, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of the same concept of like going back to those old older games that we grew up with or that even predate us. It's like yeah, well, there's a reason they're popular. <laughs> like people yeah, like them. They're absolutely. engaging off the quiet over there pete
1: well you were talking about heavy games i know i'm the one that goes to sleep and leaves early so <laughs>
2: uh, um, but i enjoy, good but heavy you do games. enjoy every that. once
1: in a while but i have to prepare for it though i can't i can't just show up and go hey we're gonna play a heavy game and be ready so are you for
3: ready it. for a little twilight imperium tonight I, all
1: i've ever heard was this i've never
3: <laughs> that's like played. a eight it can be like an eight to 12 hour yeah, game. I'm probably, probably longer I'm depending probably on not how ever you,
1: gonna like that game Just putting that out there.
3: I feel I've only played it twice, but I feel like you could actually have a side game or two going on at the same same time. time. Yeah, you
1: know, and you just. Especially if your turn is after Ramones. Yeah. You could probably play an entire game. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. I kind of
3: feel that way about Terraforming Mars a lot of times, too, though. Although you might want to play or not. No, I just. No, depending on how many people you play with, like like, you could almost have another game going Mm -hmm, on. mm -hmm. That game's great at two or three in my my book
2: but in pc gaming we used to call it multi-boxing where you'd have multiple games or even multiple copies of the same game running to try and like go through raids and grind you know stuff like it's not uncommon to do multiple multiple games at once
0: I mean, certainly on BGA, since I always play asynchronously, I have multiple games going right. on one. And sometimes some of those are very heavy. You guys have like what? 20 games even going when, on
3: at <laughs> once. Even when I'm playing uh, some live games with some friends on BGA, <laughs> it'll, it'll pop <laughs> like, up and it'll be exactly, like, hey, yeah. you got to turn in another game. And I'll be like, all right, because I know I've got two or three minutes before yeah, it's exactly. my turn again. Just pop over, take my turn, come back up. Yep, I'm back right in the game. So works great.
0: How often do you play live on BGA?
3: Lately, it's gotten a lot less. I had a few right. friends from uh, Georgia and a couple other places. We would okay. play. We'd, we'd play a couple times when the pandemic started. We were playing sure. many times a week, but uh, we were down to about once or once a week, maybe twice a week for a little while. But it seems wow. everyone's going back to those in-person, their mm-hmm, in-person but- meet. So they've they've kind of it's only been a couple times a month. But you know, it's most people have a night free where they're just sitting around and, after the kids go to bed and whatnot, and just kind of hang out and. Right i'm so tired
0: up. after that man yeah i was like forget it I'm well, going that's to why sleep.
3: that's why the kids need an earlier bedtime right? <laughs> right. So, <laughs> i guess that's what eight but, o'clock you know, yeah Done. yep kids go to bed and, you know jump on a some kind of voice chat and uh play a couple right. of online games with on bga do
0: we have and,
1: a, yeah we we started i started a discord
0: yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I did it i remember doing it did you ever play with uh, us i never did it None. No. okay
1: i was probably going to sleep
0: yeah, exactly. Yes. Now, again, during the pandemic, like most everybody else. Yeah. And I've done it, and I know people that have a weekly, still, they still have a weekly yeah. virtual, virtual meetup, which is fine. But, yeah, I, I really do enjoy the, the in-person, and I will pick in-person over virtual, if I can, of course. Uh, but... Um, I can only have so many board game nights, um, you know, a week, right? And I'm already pushing it. Uh, there's you know, already, there's weeks. only
2: seven days, like you can have there's, seven days, yeah. seven board game nights. <laughs> there's
3: definitely a difference too, when we're doing the virtual, like virtual live with, with voice. It versus is. Versus just, yeah. okay, yeah, you know, everyone's, right. you know, during the day people are, it's almost live sometimes, you know, people right. are playing so much, but just, just Shh, everybody being on, our bosses. on, on voice, you know, at, at night, just kind of hanging out, even though there's probably a TV on in the background or a spouse or something you know whatever you're just but it's still different being able to talk about the game or right, complain right. about what somebody did you know absolutely not, right. not in text yeah. Yeah, exactly <laughs> then, right exactly so you're not committing it's, it's still to pretty, the internet. it's still pretty
0: fun it is it is i will do it more if i had the time it's just that again um because we have moved back into the live i do the lives and after that like my my wife and my kids like hey you know we want to do stuff with you too like okay they, they,
3: they go to bed Uh, yeah right they all need sleep
0: exactly yeah all right guys so with that we're done with the table talk so we're gonna go upstairs we're gonna get some food and then we'll come back down here with some samples we'll talk about that and then we'll play (laughs) okay and we're back from having some food and Back with us is Saida, who prepared all the food today, inspired in the game Star Wars: The Clone Wars. So go ahead, Saida. What did you prepare for us?
4: So to start, I prepared a shrimp and clam chowder. Uh, it was served on a sourdough bread bowl, and some of you also topped it with some seafood like octopus and calamari. As a main dish, I prepared a chicken kebabs with guava glaze. And on the side, because we have to have some kind of vegetable, I made a strange-looking tomato called Hasselback tomatoes that are filled with uh, pesto sauce and uh, Gruyere cheese. So how did you guys like it?
3: It was delicious. I mean, it was. Uh, I've never, I don't remember having octopus in a long time. Definitely, definitely something we don't get very often, but it was always fun to try new things so great
0: and why did why did you go with the seafood why did you choose a clam chowder instead or something Uh, else
4: when i think about star wars maybe the first thing that comes to my mind is the like the cantina and tavernas and when you go to those places you mostly have like some kind of bowl with porridge or soup and there's always some kind of Wiggly thing. Wiggly thing. <laughs> and people are all enjoying it. Absolutely. Eating it alive. So I thought that octopus was the way to go.
0: Yeah, I like it.
4: I, I like that. It was very good.
1: Definitely fit the theme. I, that's a test. Yeah, I Definitely. cheated a
4: little because I bought the, the octopus already cooked in a seafood salad. But yeah, we need to do... You know, to do... But we can't yeah
2: <laughs> and what was it called though it's a it's trap, a trap
4: soup. Soup.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> got a little admiral akbar action going on there
4: exactly
0: and then something else that we thought that we thought about it too that was inspired the game this is the clone war when you're in the war can food yeah. right mm-hmm. stuff that you can just boil out out in the field so it is
4: um, you yes. use canned... I use canned clams. That's fine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that
2: hurt her soul to yeah. say that. I mean,
4: to admit it. <laughs> but it was delicious. Semi-homemade. No, yeah. Exactly, yeah.
0: You don't have to break the bank or go super fancy for uh, to Thank get a no, good meal. No, deal. not at okay, all. If the, yeah. Nine, yeah.
3: if the nine-year-old finishes the bowl, beautiful. that's, that's a good sign, right? Date that
2: octopus right up.
0: Yep. Yeah, that's crazy. And then, so the... the what's it called? The... Porg. The porg kebabs. The pork kebab. <laughs> mm.
4: So I thought uh, another visual that comes to my mind is everyone outdoors, you know, and you need to eat something. So what's easy to eat outdoors? So I thought a kebab chicken on a, well, meat on a stick. Uh, so I, it's easy also to make at home. So I did it with a guava glaze because I wanted to add a touch of sweetness of also a fruit that may not be common to everybody so and um, that's
0: it yeah it was very good I, like mm-hmm. especially that glaze right mm-hmm. um and again something simple again kebab uh that's another scene that you see in every war movie right somebody with a meat on a st-
3: meat on a stick yeah absolutely you can never go wrong with meat on a stick
0: what do you guys what did the guys think of the tomato tomato
2: i could have eaten that all day yeah, I love, I love a good roasted tomato, and the cheese and pesto combo was perfect. It wasn't too much pesto, it wasn't too much cheese, it was just a nice combo.
4: A little bit, com- like, comfort Italian mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm.
4: food. Like also, I, I wanted to have, like, different kinds of food, like, from different countries, you know, because right. in the Galaxies, you know, you're going to have... It's a mixture, everybody. <laughs> it's a mixture of things.
2: Now, we're going to talk about dessert.
0: Do you know it, exactly.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think that was everybody's favorite, wasn't it?
4: So for dessert, I prepare a chocolate cake, a dark chocolate cake with a ganache filling. Um, I cover it with a, a Swiss meringue chocolate buttercream, and I made a chocolate, white chocolate glaze that goes on top and creates a shiny galaxy-looking cupcake.
2: <laughs> it looks awesome. Did, did you know that trick from somewhere else? Like, it, had you already learned that or?
4: Yeah. From one of my recipe books.
2: Oh, wow. It's yeah. That is such a cool technique. Like yeah, I used it, to do cake decorating as a kid and never ran any cross, anything that cool.
4: That one, it was done on a sheet cake. So a big cake. Mm. So I needed to improvise and make sure that I could have right. 12 mini cupcakes.
3: <laughs> like uh, it looks awesome and it, it tastes yeah.
4: fantastic has like a leathery texture does, at the beginning, yeah. mm-hmm. and it tastes like marshmallow,
0: too. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, and I really like
0: the fact that it wasn't super sweet. Yeah, it's
4: a good balance. Yeah, yeah that's exactly. It's really balanced. I use a lot of dark, dark chocolate uh, mm-hmm. on the cake, so I wanted a frosting that wasn't that sweet, so I went with Swiss meringue, which is like a marshmallow frosting.
3: And the core is, of the cake is just delicious. <laughs>
4: It goes from dense to light and dark to light. I know who's <laughs> making my birthday cake. <laughs> I can make you a galaxy cake. <laughs> yeah, <please. laughs> At least yeah. I can do that one.
0: <laughs> no, it was good. And the fact that it's small, You, I just want to remind the listeners that all the recipes and the pictures, you can find them on our website, thehungrymeeple.com. And this one, you'll you see it there. They're really small. They just look like the planets on the board of the board game as well. Mm-hmm. So that's an extra That's detail. why
4: also I decided to do it, because I saw the board and I got inspired by the planets. So it's like eating one of those planets.
0: There you go. <laughs> <laughs> just like the emperor
4: did.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Death star consumption.
4: Exactly. All right, guys,
0: so you are fed. You have drink. I think it's time we play the game. Alright. Sounds sounds good. Alright, so we'll take a break, we'll play the game, and we'll come back and we'll talk about how we liked it. And we're back! So we just finished playing Star Wars The Clone Wars. What do you guys think?
3: It was fun. It was very, I mean, very pandemic-like. Of course, but, uh, that was good. Different enough, too, to be worth having both. You know, if you like Pandemic, it's not like the exact same thing. But different enough.
0: Yeah, I agree. So, here, Saida and I, this is the second time we played it together. I played it another time with Pete. So, this is your second time playing Second time, it? yep. Second. You, Troy, have said not played it yet, and this is your first time.
2: First time playing this, playing but this I've time. played... No, something, no, it's fine. something yeah, exactly. similar, yeah
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think everybody here has played Pandemic as well, so we have that frame reference or, or something similar to it. Mm-hmm. Um, so no, absolutely, it did feel different to Pandemic. Mm-hmm. Hadn't I told you that it was Pandemic system? Would you have figured it out? Does it have enough of that of that DNA? Because there's a lot of differences.
3: There are, but if you, I read the rules. So in the rules, there's actually a little blob that blurb that says something about being, like, not pandemic. Like it tells you that it's a different rule than pandemic, so it might have clicked mm. then. Uh, so I'm not
1: sure, but it does say a p- pandemic style on the box.
0: Yeah, it says yeah. the pandemic system.
1: So, yeah, right, yeah,
4: yeah. When you add the droids, that's just I exactly think- like pandemic.
1: You think so? The,
4: the, yeah. The you, you know, the oh, right, right. The invasion. The invasion. Yeah, the, invasion.
3: the three, even though they don't... Outbreak. Yeah, the outbreak. Even though it's not an outbreak, but once you hit, get to three, something, more, something worse happens. I, th- so. I think
1: what makes it different is your missions. Yeah. So instead of having... You're trying to eradicate the cure, um, you actually are do- completing missions. So that, that kind of changes the pandemic element.
0: Yeah. Certainly... It, it is fun I really like the missions that they move around
2: yes that- yeah
0: yeah that was cool it felt very Star wars uh, like stuff happening around the galaxy having to go to different
2: you felt like you had the cutscenes where you where you like transition you transwarp over to the or hyperspace travel I guess technically yes yeah, we're not so in the board you just said warp yeah shut <laughs> <up>. okay <laughs> uh you you embark upon the hyperspace lanes to jump over to another solar system, uh, and uh, it just kind of felt like that. It's like, oh, we just moved over here. And now we're doing a thing. And I was surprised how quickly you end up moving. Um, what, one thing I liked? I haven't seen many games that have had a structure of the board where it has a spot for everything. So like all the cards, like you even had a discard.
0: Mm. Yeah, the layout for
2: yeah okay. the layout. It's just really nice because you're always trying to figure out where to put everything and it's always jumbled. And That like, just means no. you're not
1: playing the right games. Uh, maybe, maybe. exactly. <laughs> Whose yeah. fault is that?
0: <laughs> no, I, I, it certainly was a well-produced game. For
1: mm-hmm. sure.
0: Yeah. yeah, they thought about everything.
1: And my only critique is why choose the Clone Wars period? Let's move to other parts of the... Well, that's the expansion, right?
0: Uh, hopefully. Yeah. Rogue One, maybe? is that where would you put it if it's not on the Clone Wars I mean I think, the cl-
1: I, think, I, think it, I think it fits with the idea of I mean you can still do it with the Empire with all the uh, stormtroopers out around the galaxy as well but I mean I think I know why they chose it because kind of, cause
2: the droids are kind of like you also have to milk money off of each right, portion absolutely. of the franchise I mean let's get to the heart of this you, you just hate the prequel trilogy I do so that's, the that's what's really driving this <laughs> sentiment yeah.
0: but the Clone Wars is good the Clone
2: Wars
1: is yeah mm-hmm. the
0: movie the the movies shows pandemic no, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I, I think that I see I don't know what came first whether they decided to do pandemic system first and then they tried to see okay within the pandemic system which of the you know what time period fits better or or if it was the, the other way around but certainly having war across the galaxy the way that it was in the Clone Wars, right, right. Yeah. fits very well with a pandemic game that has a map where you have people moving around, deploying things, taking care of missions. Because right, in, in pandemic, while well, you don't take care of missions, you have to cure, right? You have to move around, do things. So,
2: If I had one critique, I would suggest changing the map. It, I don't like that there was no scale to it. It mm. was just all the planets were all the same size. They were jumbled together and just quick hops. And there, there was something else we played a few months back where they were different sizes and longer stretches in between. And it made it feel more like you were on this galaxy scale. Yeah. This is just, all right, I moved over there. Cool. Um, and it would be nice if they sp- spread it out, made them different sizes, something to where they could more represent the fact that you're traveling mass
0: distances right so, uh, rebellion right we've played rebellion
1: so put this on a rebellion sized board is kind of what he's saying and i and the other thing that came to mind was outer rim because when you have to get to those different planets you have to travel you know more jumps, in order in order yeah, exactly there's stuff that's at the one side of the galaxy as opposed to the other side of the galaxy right. here they were almost next to each other i keep yeah yeah
0: yeah no, I, I yeah certainly in Rebellion, that is very interesting. When if you want to go to a place from one place to another, you you have it's only one hub at a time, yeah. so it takes time. But at the same time, you know they do have faster than light travel, so yeah.
3: But yeah, I, I, if, it, if it had taken any longer to get to a different planet, we wouldn't have
2: made we wouldn't have won. So yeah,
0: absolutely, absolutely. Yeah.
2: I don't I don't I don't care about it representing like I don't want it to take longer, just look like it takes longer right like position it stretched out so that it feels like there's something more to it just a bigger board
0: yeah (laughs) no i understand i mean you you like that that aspect realism yeah that is somewhat realistic travel or whatever right right? uh and it's something that if they had simulated in such a way it would have made the game better for you Yeah. That's fine. I mean, just like we we had the mission
2: tokens, which was great because it allowed Obi-Wan to actually have the high ground, which is the only way (laughs) he plays.
0: That's also why
1: he won the game.
2: Oh, yeah, (laughs) fair. It's true. He did. And we did play Dooku.
3: Because everyone else did all the work and he came in at the end.
0: (laughs) Like in the movies.
2: Right,
3: yeah. Everyone
2: else wore the villain down. He came in at the very end like, "Oh." oh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, how exactly did he survive as well, as long as he did?
1: You were describing that we played the Dooku version.
0: Yeah, exactly. So yeah. so we, we played against Dooku this time. We played against Ventress originally, mm-hmm. and I. You Have you played any other ones? We played ones? with
1: Ventress right. when we played that first time. So. Right, right,
0: right. And we played at maximum count five. It, it did come down to the wire. Mm-hmm. While we still had some threats to go through, we, still, uh, we were running out of... Um, droids, yeah. right? Yeah. And once you run out of droids, those threats start come to come down very quickly, because every time you invade, a threat will go down if you don't have droids to, to add.
2: Yeah, that, that, that's a good point. Um, for, for later in the game, you kept having us uh, go and attack these planets that were covered in droids, and initially I was thinking, was like, why are we doing this? Like, Don't we just have to take out Duke at this point? And I forgot. It's because we need to keep a stock of droids, otherwise we're gonna get we're gonna get wiped out.
0: Yeah, which is another interesting thing of the game you mm-hmm. know, Accounting. Yeah,
2: it's resource management.
0: It, exactly. Yep.
1: That's another difference than than actual pandemic because when you run out of stuff in that, you lose.
0: You do. Yeah.
1: Right here, you just the threat level goes up, but you're gonna lose anyway. Yeah. But
3: one or two turns that
1: pandemic, in. you just lose.
0: Well, I like it. Um, yeah anything else that you guys want to add when's the next one so uh, everybody that's listening um, I just want to thank (laughs) you guys for coming Troy Arlington and Pete I hope you guys had a good time enjoyed the food absolutely and enjoyed the game right and I hope you guys can join us next time Saida did you have a good time yes I did beautiful Um, (laughs) thank you for all the wonderful food that you made for us thank you pete for this wonderful drink as well uh anybody remember anybody that wants to know about the recipes pictures of our food etc etc you can find all of that on the webpage, the and if you have any questions for me or any of the guests you can ask those questions at the guild on board Game geek that's the hungry Meeple guild on the board Game geek and till next time stay hungry